Real News. Honest and fun political talk weekly on the line 90.7 FM. I figured we'd celebrate Pride Month by having a uh, gay conservative come on. I, th- I think it's appropriate for the month. Yeah, absolutely. Now, it is my honor to welcome a very fabulous and fearless guest. He is one of, if not the most dangerous person in politics and journalism. He's a New York Times bestselling author and one of the most censored men in the world. That is not an understatement. Um, our own President Barron said Penn State, quote, dodged a serious bullet, unquote, when this man's speaking stop here was canceled, sadly. But now he is at Penn State. He is here. Milo Yiannopoulos, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. Now, the one thing I'm just going to start off with is because I've been following you for quite a long time. Uh, I've always been a fan of yours. But how did you go from the guy who broke Gamergate to being banned from literal continents that you just can't even walk on now? <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll get some Republican, conservative, libertarian uh, commentators who like to associate themselves with the strong. So some male commentators are always banging on about the military. Now, I bow to nobody in my respect and reverence and affection for veterans, the military, and all the rest of it. But there's a degree of theatricality about all the genuflections sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel the need to constantly ally myself with the strongest people I can think of. I like to uh, stand up for the underdogs. I like to stick up for people who don't have um, the voice or the courage or the confidence or whatever to do it for themselves. Because to my mind, proper embodiment of the heroic masculine virtues, if you like, mm-hmm. is it the weak, the, the strong should protect the weak. And I got involved in this Gamergate thing, which was basically, you know, a bunch of nerds. And I am a nerd. I'm a, I'm a complete dork myself. <laughs> I, like fall, I fall asleep to, to Star Trek Voyager. I don't care much about it. Um, <laughs> These guys were being pummeled to death by by feminist crazies who were claiming that video games of all hobbies and if you any if you know any gamers, um, not just like casual people who play like the NBA games or whatever, but actual real hardcore gamers, they're not only like mostly kind of probably left wing, but they're also like the nicest, sweetest, most accommodating, most lovely people because they're all like kind of you know they're all basic basically it's a bunch of misfits and I love them because I'm a misfit, so. As they were getting pummeled to death by these feminists, by these these progressive journalists who were saying that uh, you know straight white male is the easiest difficulty setting, importing all this social justice garbage mm-hmm. from uh, gender studies and race studies and all the rest of it into the hobby, and no one else was was telling the other side of this story. The press, as we now know, is in, in its infinite dishonesty, um, is able to characterize um, well, just 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 does the most appalling things to people. So you had this 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 kind of consumer uprising against politicized coverage. And it was the first kind of revolt against journalism, without which the later kind of journalism hatred from the Trump uh, voters would not have been possible. In fact, I don't think Trump would have been possible without this video game thing, Um, which was being mischaracterized by the press as a sort of, uh, uh, as an uprising of misogyny and racism. And I just could not believe the the degree of, of dishonesty and disingenuousness from these journalists. And I felt like I should do something about it. And I did. Yeah, and that's one thing I noticed in your journalism is that if there's anything I will like say is the best way to describe it, it's authentic. You're not afraid, as we saw in your recent article on Dangerous.com, to call out Kaylin Robertson, to call out these people that seem like they're allies or that you know nobody else is 
saying what's needs to be said, but you still are willing to say it. Well, I do the reporting nobody else wants to. And I say the things that nobody else dares to. And I go for the people that everyone else is scared of. And sometimes, you know, that that can have negative consequences for me. But at this point, I don't care too much. <laughs> I'm not too worried about it. I just want what do you have to, to lose stuff. now? <laughs> You're playing uh, with house no, money. No, no, exactly. Look, I like to stick up for the underdog. Like I said, that's what I've always cared about the most. That's what I've always been um, motivated by in my life. Yeah. And that is always going to be unpopular with people. You've got people on your own side who are like, you know, why are you just wasting your time on these losers? Well, actually, in the case of the video game thing, it's like uh, the, the, the video game industry is actually bigger than Hollywood. It is a double-digit billion-dollar business. Mm. Right? You know, you know, it, is, it is colossal, and it's growing at this extraordinary rate. It is going to be the primary entertainment medium mm. for every generation after ours, and not a single conservative journalist knows anything about it except me. None of them. And that's so shocking and so stupid and so short-sighted. This is not just a bunch mm -hmm. of losers. This is the future of our entertainment industry and the, the future of our, of our creative, the creative wing of our civilization. And to some degree, the Trump election itself is an election of losers, right? It's the losers from globalization. It's the people who got left behind. Mm -hmm. It's the people whose industries don't exist anymore, who are just saying, you know what, actually, maybe we could slow this down maybe look after the people we have in this country before we import a bunch more uh you know in in a way trump so the trump election is the kind of it's the it's the misfit rebellion and that's very much in tune with how i see the world and i guess maybe i don't know the, the gay lobby and and public homosexuals these days incredibly boring um one note communist losers but but i always thought being gay was about being dissident and mischievous and mm. pushing the envelope and 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 I've spoken in interviews at length about this, so I won't bore you with it now. But <laughs> but it just it just felt like a natural affinity to me to for, for me to stick up for for the people that nobody else wanted to. Yeah. So <clears throat> I I was a very big fan of your work over there as well. Like I I've, I've been a gamer all my life, and when I saw that, I, and like really what brought me into it was uh, Mr. Medicare. So I guess it would have been Aaron and Aristocrat at the time. His right right great series on that, but. Now, kind of changing gears uh, back to you know, the introduction, I know uh, my friend mentioned that you were banned from Penn State. We were like, you you were originally supposed to go to a Penn State campus tour, but it was canceled. Now, do you feel that the cancellation was sabotaged by outside forces or an inside job within the people who were supposed to set it up? I mean, I can't speak to that. I know that... Um... Obviously, a lot of this happens through booking agents, and uh, so there's a lot of. I'm I'm several degrees removed from some of the negotiations and some of what happens in a lot of these cases. But I will tell you that, you know, a lot of good is done by campus organizations like Turning Point, but they don't do a very good job. I mean, look, there isn't there isn't a Turning Point chapter president. Maybe there's four who don't like me. They're all massive, rabid Milo fans. All the Turning Point members love me, but have they ever invited me to do anything? No. And this is because I think that the, you know, the, the leadership is timid. And I have, I do ob inevitably, obviously, of course, hear about sabotages that come from YAF and YAL. I mean, uh, Young America's Foundation is completely run by, you know, um, it, it is it is effectively a wing of the of the Daily Wire at this point. I second uh, that. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, from no, experience. And, and, look, it's 
fine. That's one strand of conservatism, but it isn't even the mo- it isn't the strand of conservatism that's in the White House. Yeah. It isn't the strand of conservatism that is the most popular, most persuasive. It isn't the strand of conservatism that's the most fun. It isn't really. It it, it is yesterday's conservatism. It is a form of conservatism that is dying. It is that is basically dead. It is gone. It does not. Uh, cohere whatsoever with the base, with the actual Republican voters in, in America at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing it, it can, coheres with is a couple of, of um, greedy, self-interested, um, you know, what's in, in, in Washington, D.C. And it's never interested me very much. Uh, I, as far as, yeah, as far as the individual politics go, I have, I have observed remarkable wars inside you know college republican groups oh we've had that here right they didn't support trump here want to be who who are scared about not being invited to the right drinks parties when they get to washington dc after they graduate because they were associated with somebody from you know the from the trump side of the fence or whatever and i'm just thinking well okay fine i get it i get the self-interest that's fine (laughs) but the extent to which they will try to sabotage and um, savage and bad mouth and all the rest of it is really it, they they tend to be of the two sides the slippery slimy underhand mean vindictive um, I'm trying to keep my language clean I know it's a family show <laughs> I appreciate but, um, it <laughs> I can't I we, can't use any of the nouns that I was building up to <laughs> we um, don't want to get banned but, again on here <laughs> so thank no, you no I know I just, everywhere I go I'm censored uh, <laughs> no I, 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 I can't um uh, I can't use any of the words I want to, but but I think you get the idea. Yeah. Uh, they do tend to be the more underhanded and slippery. Why? Because just like the left, they can't win in a fair fight. They can't win on the merits. They can't they can't put it to a vote because they'd lose. So they do this nasty kind of quiet sabotage. And you know, I, I get it. Fine. Um, that's that's their that's their thing. They can't they can't win on the open playing field. So they leverage their influence and slipperiness instead. Um, but. But ultimately, this is a movement that is dying, that is dead. I have had a lot of trouble getting booked on campuses because of the sort of um, uh, internal sabotage you're alluding to. I honestly, mm-hmm. I, I can't help you in your campus war by giving you a definitive <laughs> answer in this particular case. I'm very sorry to tell you. I would love to help. Uh, but but um, I can't give you any definitive evidence, but I'm, I'm happy to look uh, for it after the show. And we can, we can talk about that perhaps uh, another occasion. But um, I, I do know it happens a lot. That's great. Thank you. Um, And I understand completely. As a Turning Point president, and I would love to have you come here, I will say for the longest time, it was hard to contact you until you opened up Telegram, which I was glad you did. Um, well, I was retired, darling. I basically <laughs> was finished. I mean, no, no, no. I, no, I, I was because I made. I'm look. I made millions of dollars on my book, and uh, I was very I happy. It. I got married. I've been in love. I've been living in New Jersey. It's been all very good. Aww. And then, of course, you know, they ban this. They ban that. They shut down my. I, I can't even sell T-shirts anymore. So I've been yeah. forced out of retirement by two two things really. The first one is is I need to, I need to make some money again because I thought I'd be able to just live off my resi- residuals forever, but no. Um, and the second thing is I realized that actually my, my work on my work on earth is not yet done. Uh, I thought, you know, I was one of the seven people who put a president in office. I've achieved more than 99.9% of people ever will and 99.9997% of journalists ever will. Um, you know, as an activist, as a journalist, as a, a media figure, I have accomplished so much at such a young age. I can die happy. Like, I mm. I have nailed it in, <laughs> in just five years. I, I was a property developer 60 years ago, you know? Mm. I just, I, and just one day I just woke up and said, you know what, I'm going to do some journalism. And, and I absolutely smashed it. 
And I thought, you know what, I'm good, I'm happy. But I have been forced back out of retirement, so I'm, I'm glad to be in touch with you. And, and if Great. you do want to set up, if you do, if you do want to attempt another speech, your president saying he dodged a bullet just makes me want to come. Uh, just makes me, see, I mean, come to the speech. Uh, just makes me want to want to. Excuse, I'm sorry. Makes me want okay. to set up a um, a speech tomorrow. So I think um, I think we should talk about that too. F fabulous i'm oh, glad to hear that I, I knew you would say that but you know that's what we, you know that's what we love to hear because i'm not gonna lie a lot of us in this room we're not afraid to cause trouble here in the right corners mm -hmm. uh, well let's do it let's do it now look my model isn't like other people so when when the I won't even speak his name, but when the Daily Wire tendency um, <laughs> exerts its influence, what they what they do is they'll they'll Don't just go PC. to donors and they'll get like twenty five or, or you know thirty thousand dollars in their back pocket, show up read a speech they've given a million times before, do a couple of questions and leave. I don't do it like that. I prefer to take a um, a cut of ticket sales because and you have to be quite a big star to be able to do that because it's so much riskier. But I think it's fairer. I think it's better. It means you don't need any upfront money. And it also means um, that when I leave, I leave the Turning Point chapter or the College of Republicans or whatever it is richer than when I found them rather than 25K out of pocket. So this is this is how I much prefer to do it versus the people who are literally just in it for the shekels. So um, I will... Um, I'd be happy to do that model with you if you're if if, if you if you'd like to do that. It, it sounds like fun. Let's, let's get it. I, I really... I'm out of retirement now, so... <laughs> Let's get let's get back to business. Love it, love it. All right. Uh, so a few weeks ago, we were we were talking about the uh, vod ax vod ax adpocalypse. Yeah, that's a big word. Yeah, that's a that's a real big word. The what? So the, vo <laughs> the vox adpocalypse. Yeah, that's what oh, they were trying yes, to say. Yes, sorry, of course. Yeah. Yes. So we we had uh, sticks, hex, and hammer on, and it was a pretty good conversation. And and like like while we were having the conversation, I saw that you were. You were pushing for, like, kind of pushing for a band Crowder. Will, of course. Will, will, <laughs> my question is, my question is, will, will, will banning Crowder be enough for change? No, 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 but it's a start. Mm. Um, okay. Look, things, things occur to me that, that feel completely obvious that to everybody else are just mystifying and confusing. And I'm always, I always seem to be like four or five years ahead of everybody else. The stuff that I hear on Fox News is like, yeah, I was saying that in 2015. Oh my God, I'm bored. Um, so it just seems, it seems completely obvious to me that the only way for us to, uh, to, to forge a new future for conservative media, the conservative media ecosystem is in tatters, it's in ruins. The only way for us to forge a new future based on the talent and popularity of uh, of stars and not on whether they can call texan billionaires and and you know uh and, and get told what to say and buy their way into popularity not mentioning any names <coughs> um <laughs> whether well, you know people 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 that people actually like and want to listen to and say something different from one week to the next rather than just repeating the same talking points that they've been paid to say <coughs> um <laughs> i think that we I think we need, I think we need the conservative <laughs> ecosystem, the media ecosystem in ruins. We need a Goethe Demerung. We need a Ragnarok from which the, <laughs> you know, the, the valiant will rise again. Look, Gavin McGuinness, Paul Joseph Watson, Miley Anopoulos, mm -hmm. Laura Luma. Do you want to be on that side uh, you want, or do you want to be on the other side? I know which side I would pick. <laughs> and, and look, we all know, we all realize now that, that accelerationism is the way to go. The way to win this is we've got to get Crowder, we've got to get Ruben, we've got to get Rogan, we've got to get, we've got to get Little Benji. We've got to get all <laughs> of 
slime balls who did nothing to help us, nothing to stand up against the the the, the censorship. And in Winston Churchill's famous phrase, you know, uh, was it a pacifist or an appeaser? Is, is a guy who uh, who feeds the crocodile, hoping he'll get eaten last. Um, well, now they're just starting to realize that they might be up next. They might get gobbled. And I just want that future here now because it is only from the ruins um, that that the base will be angry enough. And the donors will have the veil lifted from their eyes and realize, oh, no, you can't just say goodbye to Milo and Gavin. And it's because it's not going to stop there. Mm. It's not going to stop there. They don't even like most people on the left. I mean, when you, when Berkeley burnt down in, in February 2017, when I spoke there, the piece of the, 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 the most revealing piece of graffiti on the wall above a smashed Wells Fargo ATM was the anarchist A, you know, the A with a circle around it. And the words, Democrats, you're next. These people do not realize that the forces that are trying to uproot and dissolve the, the institutions of our civilization will not, they won't even stop with the Republicans, it, let alone stopping with Malianopolis. So, you know, look, the, the people on our own side who think, oh, well, if I just keep my nose clean and, you know, and if I, and if I write Milo is execrable, 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 it's the word no one can say. No one can say the word execrable. <laughs> Execrable, execrable, because your 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 mouth wants to say execrable. Um, no one, I don't even know what it means. Nobody knows what it means. But he puts he puts this in his in his in, in, in little 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 short man with the with the sister nudes puts it in his in his uh, introduction to his book and says, and this is the most appalling, disgusting, disreputable, horrendous lie. Says in the introduction to his book that I presented ethno nationalism. Yeah, uh, yeah. As, a, as a valid alternative to political correctness. I mean, how dare you? How dare you? And people wonder mm. why I'm hung up on how, what an evil little dwarf he is. How <laughs> dare you? Um, this is unacceptable. And these people are going to fall next. And the problem for them is out of the ashes, who is going to rise fastest and furthest? The people who actually have talent. Yeah. And so it's my hope that, you know, the Gavins, the Rogers, the Lauras, the uh, Paul Joseph Watson, the, the Sargon of Picard, and yes, dare I say it, the Malinopolis, we will be the ones who, who will be able to, to reclaim our rightful thrones. Uh, but it can only happen, and, and I, I say this not out of, you know, out of, uh, out of avarice or, or rapaciousness or greed or, or, or lust for fame or whatever, because I was happily retired. As I told you at the beginning of this conversation, I was perfectly happy uh, never to do anything again. But because it's what America needs, because it's the only way that we beat the bad guys. And, and for me, as things currently stand, the big enemy that is facing um, the conservative movement facing the Trump uh, movement, facing the populist nationalist revolution on two continents, the biggest uh, enemy that it has is um, is establishment Republicans. And these are the people who are, you know, sabotaging uh, from, you know, other wings of the conservative movement, whether they're college Republicans or whatever it is. Uh, these are... Um, these are the real enemies. And those are the ones... Mm. That's, that's why people are always, you know, going on... Um, attacking your own side or whatever it's right it's because it's it's not it's called cleaning house who wants to fight alongside people who are passing on private information and travel itineraries to antifa linked journalists nobody and nobody else is going to tell these stories because everyone else is so terrified and, and and cowardly and useless so i'll do it but you need me 
trust me, you need me. I might be annoying and obnoxious and foul-mouthed and <laughs> difficult to explain to your parents and, and an embarrassment most of the time, but you need me. So, so that's 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 why I'm very much pro this accelerationism and and Ben Crowder, um, mm-hmm. Owen Schroyer from Infowars. Uh, yes, yeah, I saw that. Day, trying to get him banned because um, well, I posted on Telegram. You can find me on Telegram. It's at Milo Official on Telegram. Yep. You can you can um, uh, you can find me there. Uh, I spent most of the day yesterday trying to get Owen banned uh, in addition to mocking his ridiculous beard. Which is quite <laughs> I, I was going to say, the uh, only like, reason yeah, I think he should be banned is because of that beard. <laughs> oh, no, wait, no, you know, it, it's enough. It's honestly <laughs> yeah. enough. Yeah. I mean, uh, vegans, cyclists, and Owen Schroyer's beard first over the wall. What about feminists? Well, you know, look, I, I, I believe that women can be redeemed. I think women only become become feminists because they're handed a victimhood script. And I don't want to, you know, I mean, I don't want to start exterminating half the female population. I would much rather reform them. But there are people who are beyond redemption, um, mm. uh, cyclists especially. Understandable. Those are the people that just need to, just, just need to go. Um, <laughs> so, so look, um, I even, I, with, with Owen yesterday, Owen's a very good friend, and, and, and I, I was, I'm trying to get him banned. My advice to you, if you're listening, if you care at all about the free speech agenda, if you care at all, at all about controlling immigration, if you care about any of this stuff, one piece of advice for you is just pick your five favorite conservative media figures and start reporting them for hate speech to every social network they're on. <laughs> you are doing, no, honestly, honestly, mm. I'm not kidding. You're doing us all a favor. And I know it sounds absurd and ridiculous and insane, but it is true. Mm. You will be helping them and us and yourself. Please start reporting your favorite conservative figures for hate speech uh, to Twitter, to Facebook, to YouTube, whoever you can think of, because they've all got to get nuked if we're going to if we're going to claw back Mm -hmm. any hope of a healthy, strong, powerful, um, and and effective conservative media ecosystem. Because at the moment, it is not looking good. It's not even looking good for the next election because all of Trump's most persuasive, powerful, effective supporters, they're all gone. Mm-hmm. Well, we're and gonna... he's done nothing to save them. Yeah, we've been following that on the show a long time, so we're definitely hoping change happens too. We're going to ask one quick question because I don't want to hold you too long. I know you're a visit, very busy man. Uh, well, and then we'll, we'll, I am yeah. now, and this is thanks to people like you trying to drag me out of a blissful <laughs> retirement. Well, that's Phil's fault here. He just started DMing you when you advertise your uh, username and Telegram. That, uh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Make me the easy target. Go ahead, please. Fine. Well, I've only got myself to blame. I get it. Fine. Um, <laughs> but, but no, thank you for being uh, Thank you for being so kind as to have me. Um, what, what was your no last problem. question? Yes, uh, Alex, you got that last question? Yeah. So I did see your uh, Kyle Juan Roberts, Robertson article, and I thought it was absolutely amazing. However, one thing kind of stuck out to me, because I know a few people like this, and it's really kind of scary. Like, how many sexual ghost writers and fake trads do you think there are within the <laughs> upper echelons of the conservative <laughs> Oh, well, well, I think that even even um, not notwithstanding the FCC uh, regulations to which this show is subject, I believe that I'm still allowed to say trad thought. <laughs> and we had a discussion. <laughs> Did you and really? Ideas. Did you? Because it's an abbreviation of something you might not be able to say. Oh, so there, you go, there you go. There you go. It's on the line. I understand, <laughs> but you could just you could always say you could always say he's British. He didn't understand. Now, in um, this this little world of um. We're pretty girls advocating for traditional lifestyles. I know most of them, and I don't know any of them who live 
the values they preach. I mm. don't know any of them who practice what they preach. In fact, I happen to know for a fact almost all of them do the exact opposite, um, hurling themselves around various uh, much more talented men uh, in order to uh, basically outsource the hard work to someone else. I don't know, you know, like if, if you're a writer like me, you can produce an essay. So if you go to dangerous.com, the first story up there um, at the moment is, is um, I don't even know if I can read the headline out on this show, but, but go, go find it. Um, it's, uh, it's just a dangerous.com is the first story there. It's a story about how, how um, these two video makers were, were ripping off, uh, conning, ripping off, and endangering a bunch of us. Um, and the, one of their employers, Lauren Southern, probably knew about all, if not most of it, and did nothing to... to to warn anyone and, and laughed along with it and all the rest of it. Uh, this, these, um, I'm sorry, I've completely lost my thread. Well, That's okay. Well, real quick, kind of like a um, like little seg, like little aside. Oh no, I remember what I was going to say. Sorry, sorry, I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> these women want to outsource the hard work. If, if you if you go and read that essay and it's about ten thousand words or something, most people would have to spend about four months writing something like that. I can do it in two weeks because I'm really good at my job. Um, but it's it's a it's a a very, very, it's a combination of natural talent and, and hard earned, hard learned skill. You know, I've been, you know, I've been doing it for years now. Um, to write a really good speech takes work, takes grit and determination and knowledge and hard work and, and all kinds of skills. And these girls want to go around and sort of throw their nether regions at men to do all the hard work for them. So all they have to do is show up and read someone else's words looking cute and get all the attention and applause. Ironically, the words they're reading are about saving yourself for marriage and not being a, uh, not, not, not being a woman of, of ill repute, let's say, mm -hmm. uh, and all the rest of it. So, no, I've, I've, I happen to know most of these people, um, to answer your question personally, I happen to know most of them uh, personally, if not professionally, and almost without exception, they are hypocrites of the absolute highest order. So I would, I would encourage you very strongly away from, from following people who quite clearly are in it for the attention and instead look at more mercurial and uh, contradictory and fascinating and interesting figures. I think Roger Stone is, is, um, is a, he's a very close friend of mine. He's mm. fascinating. I think Alex Jones is fascinating. I think I fall into this category um, because very often what we have to say you, you kind of like even even with people you like you sort of you end up having your opinion of somebody shaped by headlines and, and, and you know if enough people say oh milo's insubstantial he's got nothing really to say he's just a he's just a troll he's just a trickster figure well if you actually listen to many of my college talks or read it read any of my books you realize that this is nonsense right you realize that this is insane you realize that this is nonsense um and so just just pay close attention to primary sources go and if somebody's you know and if somebody's being roundly bad by people you know are bad dudes, like the Daily Wire writers, there's a, if, uh, there's a reasonable chance they're probably okay. And they go and read what they say about themselves and what they say about their beliefs and stop believing other people. Um, and, and that way you can avoid a lot of the attention seekers and find people who... And sometimes those thinkers are edgy. Well, I mean, they will educate you. I mean, there's a guy called Steve Saylor uh, who blogs um, uh, uh, to... A couple of different places and sometimes his content i find it very it some makes it makes me sometimes very uncomfortable he gets quite close to the to the line on race stuff which i'm not really into mm -hmm. uh at all and and uh, yet 
other things he's, he says and draws attention to are fascinating, and nobody else, no one else covers things quite like he does. Um, I think I probably fall in the same category, not in terms of edgy race stuff, but just in sort of like my theatrics can sometimes be difficult to defend. And in, in if you're, you know, it all makes sense in the context of the performance or of social media, but then you get hauled into like the president's office and, and someone reads out something I've said and said, this is the guy you want to bring, huh? It can be quite <laughs> difficult to, to defend, but you've got to, you've got to. And for every, for every you know, thing that they're, that they're going to bring out, you should bring out something, you know, say, so, yeah, well, you know what? The guy's a New York Times bestselling author. He sold two and a half, you know, so he sold 250,000 copies of his book. Most influential conservative thinkers, whether you like him or not, of his generation. Yeah, yeah, you damn skippy, we're getting him in, you know? Uh, so that, that's what I would encourage you to do to avoid these, um, avoid, avoid these pretty girls with nothing to say who are really just speaking other men's words uh, and, and look for look for more interesting iconoclastic figures. And you can even find them on the left. I mean, look at uh, look at Camille Paris, a feminist, right? Uh, fascinating, brilliant, interesting. Don't agree with her on, on everything, but much of what she says is, is brilliant and is at least thought-provoking. There's, there are interesting people everywhere you look, so don't take the easy option and just pick the hot girl. Uh, look a little harder and find people who actually have something to say. Now, do you think there was more than a purely business relationship between like Stefan and Southern? Like to to the like kind preface said, I like with with Southern, I loved what she did with South Africa and the borderless documentary. But after reading your like article on that, it kind of really woke me up to what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, uh, so, so I have no evidence one way or the other. Uh, I have my own private suspicions about it. Um, and I, and I, I'm, I'm going to keep them to myself only because I have no evidence whatsoever. And I don't want to be mischaracterized as spreading rumors about something that I don't have any, any real cause to believe because I think it would be irresponsible. Uh, I don't know is the answer. And I don't have any evidence either way. That's you can okay. draw your own conclusions about whether somebody who is habitually um, exchanging you know, work for favors would not do it with somebody she spends so much time with um that that's you can speculate as you like uh, i haven't seen any evidence of it he's obviously not willing to broach that subject at all with anyone um and and to be honest with you he was not a feature in my reporting he wasn't really relevant to the story anyway mm -hmm. uh he, he was not a part of it at any point he isn't in any of the leaked emails i have he's just he just doesn't really appear in the story to be honest so i, I don't know the answer to that to be to be truthful i I would be surprised if that was something that happened often or ongoing. It doesn't, I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, I know all these personally. This yeah. is why doing what I do is so dangerous and so outrageous because every time I publish an article, I lose a friend and, and create another feud that I don't even know about, you know? Uh, so I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I suspect that if it ever, I just, I just sort of telegraph this by saying it is pure speculation. I suspect if it ever did happen, once or twice. I don't think it was an ongoing thing. And I doubt whether he's the kind of guy to exchange work for favors. I think he probably did it. He probably did it just to orbit her, if you like. Um, I, I think I think uh, Stefan's probably the kind of guy who, who would have helped her out without even getting anything in return. Um, just just for the for the mission and because he liked her and because she was pretty, I, I would guess. But I, I, I don't know. Very, very, very absolute last question I'm going to ask. And it's a serious one. I want to end on a serious note. How short yes. is Ben Shapiro? <laughs> oh, oh, so so short. It's like like the short. No, honestly, you know if you if you you know when you see those little people, you know like like I will tell you I will tell you just just because then and then I really do have to go. Yeah, no um, problem. Uh, Peter Dinklage uh, looks down on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 wow. Well, will you, a guy 
guys ever see eye to eye on things? Just wondering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh man, that, 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 I couldn't have had a better answer to end yeah. on. Uh, but normally I'd ask our guests like where I can find people like you mm. on. But for you, I'm gonna have to ask: Is there anywhere we can find you? Uh, Telegram is that look. If, if any of you are remembering the glory days of Twitter when I was ruling the platform. Um, <laughs> and, and Leslie Jones. That, that brief, bright arc of brilliance <laughs> uh, on Twitter. I am, I am, I have to say, really getting into Telegram and using it much the same as I did before, except now I'm even smarter and even funnier and even more wicked and ruthless and horrendous. So um, I would go to Telegram. If you don't know what it is, just look up Telegram, like, you know, old school Telegram. Uh, it's a, you, it's an app. You can get it in the browser. Uh, and and I'm I'm uh, my channel is Milo Official with no spaces or punctuation, just Milo Official. So just search for Milo Official. You'll find me. I just started, and I've got about twenty thousand subscribers so far. Wow! This is going to be my primary platform for news and jokes and all the rest of it. And everything else, I'm I'm trying to practice what I preach. I don't like people wasting all their energy on social media and wasting all their good stuff on tweets and posts and all the rest of it. I'm trying to focus my work on actually producing content which means that moving forward a lot of my stuff is going to be books mm. so you can always go to amazon uh, i wrote a book recently a little well little especially little ones just little cheap things that you can read quickly that are just fun so i did a, a long essay a bit like the essay i did about um uh, about those those gay video producers i did mm. another one uh, longer on on medieval studies on social justice warriors in medieval studies we know somebody in medieval studies We've got we've we've got a story of somebody like that. Yeah, we'll okay. talk about that one later. Tell me about tell me about it after. Maybe I'll add it to the uh, I'll add it to the essay. When yeah. <laughs> so, so there's uh, the medieval studies, which is the most unlikely, hilarious um, uh, place for social justice warriors to 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 start their entryism, but they have they are. So uh, I've I've got an essay called Middle Rages, which is up, and it's uh, Amazon pricing is always a mystery, but the paperback is like six dollars ninety five at the moment. So go get that. I wrote a book, How to Be Poor, uh, <laughs> and my new one. Um, I'm just I'm currently concocting, putting together now uh, a little series. They're going to be. It's, I'm going to call it my twelve rules. <laughs> I'm going to do 12, uh, 12, <laughs> 12 uh, books, uh, how to, you know, how to be white, how to be black, how to be gay, how to be straight, how to be a woman, how to be disabled. Uh, so, how, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm currently uh, writing the next one in the series after how to be poor. You're an uh, expert in all those things. <laughs> What? I said you're an expert in all those things. <laughs> I'm an expert in everything. Uh, but, but I'm going to... Look, look, it's this is silly idea that if you're not X, then you can't write or speak about X. This, right. is just, this is just social justice garbage. Actually, diversity departments should be staffed exclusively by rich straight white men because they don't have skin in the game. You know, they're disinterested. <laughs> that's a good point. That's yeah. why yeah. Really good should point. be rich straight white men because they're not they're not um, they're not uh, vulnerable to the inevitable biases that come with being part of these minority groups. Anyway, this is a conversation for another day. But, yeah. but at, from my position as a, a well-educated, uh, wealthy white uh, man, I am communicating my wisdom to various different minority groups. Because I think I think blacks in America are getting it wrong. They're, they're doing black wrong. Um, and I think gays are doing gay wrong. They're gaying wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Word of the day, oh, Show them the way. <laughs> now look, there's lots of homosexuals that are gaying wrong. Um, there are women women who are womaning wrong. And I'm going to set them all straight, as it were. Um, so, uh, this, is a, this is a 12-part series. Uh, uh, like I said, I'm going to call it my 12 rules for life. Um, and, and this is my 12-part series on, on for 
aimed at all these different various uh, minority groups, helping them to see the error of their ways, leading them away from and away from this hateful nonsense that they've been uh, doing. Uh, and, and so uh, I, am, I am the Grand Marshal for the Straight Pride Parade in Boston. Yeah, uh, on August yeah. 31st. congrats. So the, so the next installment of the How To series is going to be How To Be Straight. And that's going to be out in about a month. Uh, so you'll be able to find that on Amazon in about a month. And I'll, be, of course, be talking about it and posting about it and joking about it on Telegram. Great, great stuff. Uh, and like he said before, you can follow him on Telegram at t.me forward slash Milo Fisher. Or like he said, just search Milo Fisher. He'll be the one with a lot of subscribers. So definitely join that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Milo, for coming on. We really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come on here. It was an you absolute pleasure. You are welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, and, uh, and, and follow up with me about the various things we've been talking about. Because there's things I can tell you privately that I can't tell you. Um, thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Yeah, Take thank care. you very much. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Wow. That was awesome. Got, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the best interview we've ever had. That was amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Went on longer than we said we would, but, man, did it have great content. Which, okay. Um, what did you guys think of the interview? Thoughts? Takeaways? Dude, I watched them on the like the big guys like on YouTube, and to hear him like speak like surreal. Yeah, it's so <laughs> surreal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was very nice for him to come on. I'm I'm genuinely I'm really oh, really yeah. um really appreciate him coming on. I'm really uh, grateful that he just took time out of his day to come on and talk to us. Because yes, we are just a you know uh, Penn State radio. We're, you know, we, we don't seem like we're a big deal in some ways, but we actually get probably quite a bit of viewership. Our ratings are probably better than Rachel Maddow's. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kidding. But we get pretty good viewers, I would think. And, no, um, we do. Yeah. I love our viewers. I love our viewers, too. And this show is in association <laughs> with Versa Media. So if you want to check out replay that interview, if you missed it, want to hear it again, the interview with Milo will be up on Versa uh, it's a YouTube channel with lots of other great content. Might have you know some interesting little things by Dictator Phil and by T here and other people. Um, but again, if you missed the interview, check it out. Verse will be uploaded later. Milo's uh, interview. Um, if you have any questions, I would say you know use the hashtag Real News uh, PSU. I'll look at any questions you guys have and reply to them or send you the interview if you're lost. But thank you everybody that's been listening to that. I'm glad we had people tune in for that. I know we had people that tuned in for that because I know we're going to get complaints <laughs> about having Milo on, but I think it went smooth. Well, what did you think, Alex? Oh, no, I thought that was awesome. Like, was. I love how he was so willing to go and take these questions and, like, he really went above and beyond as, like, you know, we, we kept talking. We could have, like, been completely sidetracked. Like, thankfully we had you know, something over there to kind of guide that because, like, yeah, I could just talk to that guy for hours. Me like, too. I'm not yeah. sure, and I would always learn something different. Like he, he's definitely, you know, one of the, the really, really interesting people left in this world. Like there's really no one else like him. Yeah, he's a very unique figure, and you know, there's nobody quite like him. Like you could find somebody that's like, you know, Lauren Southern, for example. Not to drag her name out, but there are many, you know. Uh, female conservatives that are saying similar stuff she is. I mean, obviously, she does it a little more distinctly, and that's why she's grown to where she is. But, you know, there's Brittany Pettibone. There's a bunch of others that are kind of like her. But, you know, Milo, there's nothing else like that guy, I have to say. 
Yeah, I definitely want to go and follow up with him about some of the. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see. I, I, um, I'm I'm see I'm waiting to see if there's anybody that gets triggered. Oh, there's going like, to be guaranteed. Yeah, somebody's going to be going into going to the Penn State office. I'm really triggered right now. I'm going to need therapy after what I just heard. <laughs> and by therapy, I mean lots of Lena Dunham and Taylor Swift. Seriously. <laughs> you think that'll be enough to like recover from? I don't know. That's <laughs> it's a start. It I mean, really. What was that? Well, Sleep it really, off. He's all going to be here to actually listen to it. What was that? I mean, probably all two people who are here on campus. <laughs> I'm sure we got quite a few listeners today. Oh, yeah. We oh, had yeah. to. Oh, yeah. It was oh, Milo. Yeah. I think on the YouTube channel, but I don't know about on the actual radio is going to listen because yeah. it is like campus radio at the middle of you know the summer. Well, I thought it was funny, though, when he brought up his um, medieval studies piece. I actually saw that piece. It was called Middle Rages. And <laughs> I immediately thought of uh, someone we know It's in medieval studies because it's a... He calls himself Ben Shapiro. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does, yeah. actually. Yeah. Shout out to her if you're listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just thought it was funny Milo mentioned that because I didn't even know medieval studies was a major. I didn't know it exists. I mean, there's... Better than women's studies. <laughs> Is it? I mean, yeah, you get to learn about the Crusades and cool stuff like oh, that. Yeah. But, you know, like, I mean, it's, 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 it's anything that ends in studies. It's just useless. Just throw it out. You don't need it. You know, it's not going to get you a job. That's my personal opinion and my recommendation. If you want to be successful in this world, you need to pick, you know, you need to go to college for most people. Not everybody needs to go to college. So I want to say that there are trade schools and other routes. But if you want to be successful in jobs that need a college degree, you need to pick majors that will get you into good paying jobs. I don't personally think medieval studies is a good major i mean what what jobs are there exactly i think anything with a ba degree you're really hampering yourself hey sir (laughs) like honestly you know i've been in the business world like you know it's gonna be tough if you don't have like a bs in something (laughs) bs uh. (laughs) okay ad major Hey, <laughs> this ad major here is the host of a radio show, has a YouTube channel, is president of a you know Turning Point chapter here. Not bad. Not yeah, bad for an ad major. <laughs> Let's see if you can get a job. How many? With that. Like, what did your ad major contribute to that? Everything. You cannot. Okay, you can be something, but if you want to really be someone, you have to advertise. Like you can have the greatest product in the world. You could have the iPhone, be sitting in your factory, done amazing product, but if you do not advertise that thing right, nobody's gonna buy it. Did Steve Jobs have an advertising degree? He dropped out of college. Advertising degree, and he did a pretty dang good job. So okay, far. that's an exception to the okay. rule. But, and I also have an IST minor, let's let's not forget that. So I am a, what Scott Adams says, I have a talent stack. I have multiple things here that are complementary that will help me in whatever I want to do, and they're flexible. Too bad it's not on happiness. I'm good with that, uh, <laughs> You want to say that again? <laughs> if you want to talk uh, about it, I'll be here. <laughs> What was that, Alex? Uh, at least your minor is useful. Okay, yeah, see. <laughs> you know, they're, 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 I have one, it's at least something that you will see as you know, helpful. But people go somewhere in the ad world, and it's it's not always about what you know. It's also about who you know and maybe something else I shouldn't say on the radio. But you can. it, it rhymes with glow, let's say. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> hey, you said the, slow, the uh, saying. Yeah, but I didn't say it like... <laughs> 
you know. I didn't hey, well, I'm not going to fly out to on the radio. We're already in probably enough trouble. Yeah. I'm just saying. But, yeah, that was a fun interview of Milo, though. Oh, my God. I had, I had so much fun. And he gives you long answers to questions. I mean, I really appreciate that because as someone that's done interviews with Collegian, with a bunch of other uh, NBC, a bunch of other outlets – you know, you first of all, you got you know when you're in that interviewing mode, you got you kind of have to be you know answering things a certain way. But I know it's my tendency of interviews to give them as much material as possible for per question, because then not only you don't have to ask other questions, but you get to formulate the response. You don't get you know obviously he wasn't trying to you know um, uh, do anything you know with us because we're not CNN or anything. But it's just always nice, even if you're CNN or if you're an honest you know outlet like us uh, that's authentic, that you get enough out of your question you get a lot of material it's you know it's just great a lot of insight that's what i love about miles he always gives it um great insight and everything i will disagree with him on some things i'll be honest i do disagree with him on some things but i still will find it entertaining thought-provoking and just authentic or truly uh, see, I, I think he's right on that um that accelerationism i told you it works okay accelerationism i think in some cases doesn't work but i think in this case i actually do think he's 100 percent right i remember when he yeah, said yeah. that <laughs> okay miss acceleration what, what does acceleration not work i would say with something like you know what some people are pushing with yang to bring a candidate into you know office that will make america so bad that will elect somebody that will be radical and change things radically. Because number one, our system doesn't change radically. And number two, if if a radical thing were to happen, let's say maybe it would cause a civil war or something, it would have so much destruction, so much chaos, so much bloodshed, so much misery that we would trying to rebuild from that would be very hard, depressing, and long. I think it's best to repair what we have because we still have a chance. It's like it's like taking the wax, the you know, yeah, like if. When if you ever had like a Brazilian yeah, wax, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's like you're, you're taking, if you try to do it slowly, it's just ugly and more painful. Yeah. It's painful. You just rip it. Just rip it right out. Right? Just get well, it over with. Well, that's basically what people, a lot of people vote for Andrew Yang are saying is that we're so far already like gone that there's no real chance. And I don't necessarily believe with that. I think that acceleration is a valid tactic for very specific circumstances. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think that YouTube, honestly, is probably one of the few circumstances, like you know, where that would be a valid tactic. Yeah. Well, I think the Yang Gang thing is. It, it reminds me of Ron, uh, Ron Paul. It's gonna be this little niche sort of movement that's never gonna gain any traction because I've looked at Andrew Yang's site. I've looked at some of his interviews. Zero charisma awful marketing he has the absolute god awful worst marketing i've ever seen yeah we were looking at his um uh, his, his apparel store. yeah his store and it just says math and i'm like what does math have to do with politics yeah on a shirt it just math. says math <laughs> like what, what is, is this this? <laughs> this is terrible i trump's he wants to appeal to people like Bill Nye the Science Guy, I guess. You know, you say math on there he makes you think you're a math genius yeah mm-hmm. there is nothing wrong with math I'm very offended by that statement. <laughs> oh, did, did you, are you taking any math classes next semester? Um, what's your name? Sorry, I forgot it. Uh, what? My, <laughs> your character's name. <laughs> Joke you ruined. Your name? Wow. Yeah, how dare you? How could you forget your name? Yeah. <laughs> you gave yourself this name. I, yeah, I know, right? I, I thought about it, and then it's like, I don't know. 
no, no. <laughs> this I got is it. just going great. Hey, great. Wow. Whatever. People are going to still listen. I don't care. Solid portion of us. What was that, Alex? At least we had one really solid portion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just going downhill since. Yeah. Milo's gone. The quality just went boom, right in the toilet. What were you saying? It's incel Sheldon. That's what your name it's is. Incel Sheldon. It's incel Sheldon. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a nice name you got there. Thank you. Oh, Appreciate it. Speak, uh, speaking of incels, did you see that the, uh, I think it was the Army or the Air Force had like a whole stack, like uh, like a PowerPoint stack on like incels? Yeah, I heard about that. Like what, what were they talking about in there? You want to give us the, the TLDR on that? Let me see where I put the article. Yeah, like they apparently they see them as a growing threat. There's like a threat brief on incels. It's like an intelligence support. I mean, you know, uh, you know, dictator. You're the one who actually has dictator. military experience here. Like, have you ever did? Have you ever did see like threats, like uh, threat sacks or anything in your line of work when you're in the military? Uh, well, not really. Like, I, I, I just like I, threats. Uh, no, I, I, I don't. I, I I never knew anything like that. Like I'm trying to see where where this. Well, I'm trying to look back at where it was. I put in the news section. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah, I've never heard anything like that. Like I I guess you just it was just a social thing. Like of course it's been a minute since I've been in the I was in the military, so you just kind of work. I, I don't know if you saw somebody that was kind of not not very outgoing you just kind of left them alone and you know well no like they have threat briefs and they're not yeah not there, I, so. no I, I i i never heard of anything like that that's but i mean yeah. i don't know hey might make sense i don't know. apparently they gave according to the article they gave them like some sort of meeting where they discussed the threat of insults and they posted like an incel meme with like it was like the chad versus the version but instead it was the becky versus the stacy <laughs> had pictures of them. Like, it, it's so insane this happened. Like, they're showing memes at a, uh, you know, at, at a military office. You have guys in, like, uniforms sitting down looking at, like, 4chan memes. The one thing that's been happening right now uh, is a bit of an immigration battle now because Trump uh, sent out a tweet where he said basically that he was going to send out these ICE raids and there were going to be these ICE raids in 10 sanctuary cities starting i think on sunday and some democrats were freaking out so uh he said that the request of the democrats this is on twitter in case you don't know where to find it uh i have delayed the illegal immigration removal process deportation for two weeks see if the democrats and republicans can get together and work out a solution to the asylum and loophole problems at the southern border if not deportations will start sanctions uh come off of iran a bunch of other stuff he's talking about there but um, yeah, I think he's trying to make a deal here and trying to put the pressure on the Dems here. Will it work out? I don't think so, and I think he's going to have to go th with the raids anyway. I, I'm thinking, I agree with you. I, th I think that's probably what he's doing. I, I, I think he made the, he's probably made the announcement and some of these, some of these mayors or politicians or whatever, like, look, let's, let's calm down. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out together. Yeah, yeah. And Donald Trump said, "You better, you better." <laughs> all right. Yeah, he's gonna beat I'm him coming. over the head and make I'm him coming do like a phoenix, <laughs> a fiery orange phoenix, an orange oh, phoenix, ready to, ready to, ready to swoon. That's right. Yeah, I think. See, he is all about 
He's on the, he like, you, you, we, everybody makes the analogy of like 4D chess, 5D chess, and it's cute and funny and all that, but this is like a chess move where he's applying pressure, applying pressure, applying pressure to get what he wants, to make it, the opponent do what they want. If anybody's played chess, you know that's what you have to do, basically, to win the game. That's the most basic oh, yeah. terms. And I think that's what he's doing here. Will it pan out? I don't know, but he's trying to use every tool at his disposal, I think. I don't want to mind read, but I'm going to remain optimistic, personally. Well, you know what would be like terrible is if we have like a another a second civil war over something as stupid as immigration. I mean, it, it wouldn't won't be surprising the last time that like we had a you know big sort of split was due to the Democrats' nonsense. So, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't another. be the first time, would it? No. And when you think about it, you know, illegal immigration and slavery. You know, we like these it companies is. use these illegal immigrants as basically slave labor, working for less than an American worker can work for. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, that that would be terrible because I think that's what they want to have happen. So they want to have like ice like ice agents come into the city. I don't think they'll actually be stupid enough to do it. But like, if they have their like city police force or their uh, national guard try to go and like, you know, physically stop ice from coming in, force them to use deadly force to implement the law. You know, yeah. that, that that would just be terrible. And I imagine that civil war would be over really quick. Oh yeah. Well, one side has guns and the other. Doesn't wants to ban guns. Yeah, like you know, it's just why do like what are they gonna do? Because I I don't think they really want to physically stop an a federal agent from enforcing their job because that's gonna turn into gunfire real quick. Especially if you look at how much every agency like all the weapons they have, like uh, the um what, what like the EPA they have something like they bought like a million rounds of ammunition last year and it's oh like really the why is the yeah, EPA need some rounds lying around I don't know it's it's crazy it's like really why they need this stuff yeah. what's, what's going on behind the scenes I mean I don't blame them I'd want some rounds hanging around but still like what do you need them for I mean, what's what's the EPA gonna do? Oh, I see you have an improper smokestack. We're gonna have to go and like summarily execute you. Yeah, no, yeah. eco terrorist stuff. Eco terrorism is gonna be on the rise. Oh, jeez, that's just such a cringe word, eco terrorist. <laughs> is that their one of their you know new words like you know gaslighting, um, you know those well, I mean, sort of things. It's not really a new word. I don't know if you ever played the game Final Fantasy VII, but in, no. like, I was re- I was like looking into an article. I was like, you know, that cloud guy, he was pretty much he was an eco terrorist, uh, and this was like, oh, really, in, yeah, and that was like the whole kind of plot around that you know, like game. It's yeah. just like he's reminds me of PETA. Oh, PETA's just lovely, and aren't they? That reminds me of Whale Wars. I don't know if you ever saw that no, it was like the most. Fake news, like show I ever saw. I was like, "Oh, we're basically like pirates." But, like, <laughs> they didn't really go to war. Rails. I think the guy pretended to be shot once. What? Yeah, like the fat guy pretended to be shot by like the Japanese. I'm just like, <laughs> how are you gonna shoot him? They don't have any guns. <laughs> you shoot him with a harpoon. They probably he's a pretty hefty dude. Yeah, I was gonna say, you need a harpoon to take him down. Is he? He's like a land whale. Yeah, like, how is he even, like, out on a ship like this? Like, you know, it's basically like Diddley's catch, or so they want you to think with all yeah. the crazy stuff that goes on. How's this, like, guy surviving out there? And he probably is eating the whales and then blaming on the Japanese. <laughs> and with Deadliest Catch, I never watched that show, but I remember when the one guy died on the show, they, like, hyped up the drama on that. They're like, oh, his spirit still lives with us. Like, we were thinking of putting his body here. We still feel his presence. They're making all kinds of stuff. He's like a ghost living on the ship. 
I, I just hate those reality TV shows because they're a lot more TV than reality. And yeah. They, that's the whole concept. They want you to believe this is what real people do. But, like, even, like, look at Pawn Stars. All that stuff is fake. When they used to have that Sons of Gun show before the one guy got busted for, like, raping Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Well, you know what actually is a really good reality TV show? What? Border Wars. <laughs> Are you sure it's actually real? Or is no, it just that stuff's like... real. They have to blurry out faces because they literally follow ICE agents uh, on their job where they're, you know, rounding up illegal immigrants or they're busting, you know, drug cartels. And they'll show you like when they take a car and they have to, you know, use the jaws of life and a bunch of other big heavy tools to open them up and pull all the drugs out. You know, it's, it's like a game almost for them with those things like they have to just find the drugs that work because sometimes the dogs will find it and they'll be like oh okay it's here but then they'll start going there and they still can't find it i mean cops is kind of a reality tv show at that point so i i think that they actually do real things on it so it's yeah like tv shows and it's been going on for like good lord I, I don't even know how many years it's just been like non-stop it's always somewhere yeah they, well they yeah. have like live pd now right yeah. that's like the that's like the new cops yeah, that is basically, and I think Cops has been running for like fifty seasons or something insane. Fact check me. Don't 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 you know harass me in the comments for fake news like I do with abortion. Oh, I see. That's what happens when a man tells you about abortion. Yeah, I know. Can't let a man tell you know, a woman what to do with her own body, right? Unless you identified as a woman for that segment. Oh yeah. I sh oh shoot. I should have. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah, well, they'll always be next time. Better luck next time. Well, it's 2019, so, you know. I could, I could. Yeah. Lauren Southern identifies a man. Yeah, legally. exactly. Got away with it. Um, well, she had <laughs> that. makes things a bit more complicated, doesn't yeah. it? With well, uh, recent news of, from Milo. Yeah, speaking of Lauren Southern, what yeah. happened? So I read his article like 75% to 8% of the way. This is a long article, and I've been busy with school, but each word is more shocking than the next like i got to the end because i kind of wanted to skip to the end a bit and apparently lauren southern the rumors are that she had to do a shotgun wedding or she had to marry a security guard that she accidentally had a -uh. you know what with wait did, is she actually married now is that like we don't know but they said that's possible part of her retirement was to get out of the spotlight not to get pictures with her quote-unquote husband that she didn't entirely, and you know, it was a shotgun wedding, so it was, it was a quick wedding. It was a rush wedding, so I, I don't know. I don't know. Just keeping up with the tradition. I kind of feel bad for her on one hand because she actually did real work at mm -hmm. one point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The South Africa remake. I know a bunch of people from South Africa, and they're very, you know, happy to hear that. And I, I think that even influenced Trump in some ways because he, um, he did some, you know, political maneuvering around South Africa. And yeah. the Borderless movie was absolutely fantastic. But, yeah. like, you know, you start going behind the scenes and it's just like any other Hollywood, like, you know, producer. You know, well, maybe not just, like, she's not doing nearly as crazy stuff as, um, who's that guy? The uh, Harvey Weinstein. But it was so pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, Harvey always take the cake as the scummiest of the scummy. And you just look at him, and it's just like, he just looks like a, just a disgusting job of the human being. Yeah. Wasn't he know? a Democrat? He was a Democrat he donor. He donated to Democrats. He donated, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Clintons, I think, got donations from him. I yeah. think Obama got donations. You can fact check me on that before I get mm -hmm. harassed in the comments again. But I'm pretty sure that's what he did. Mm. Wouldn't surprise me either. 
No, Democrats don't care where their money comes from. Yeah, no. Money's money. Yep. They want to pretend, you know, that's the case, but no. No, they love it. They don't care if it comes from, like, a serial pedophile who releases movies like Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. But yeah, like, you know, it's hard, too, because, like, the other day I was, like, trying to go, I think it was, like, Good Will Hunting or something. I just saw yeah, his Good name pop up there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. I know. Yeah. That's like every time I watch yeah. Pulp Fiction, I see the Harvey Weinstein production company, and I'm like, oh, yeah. You're like, it just buzz kills yeah. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it should just remove that so you can actually enjoy the movie. I know, yeah. right? Like I want to watch Shock a lot, right? Yeah. I know. I, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see the name, right? I yeah, see Johnny yeah. Depp doing his doing his magic. Johnny Deppisms. Yeah, you know. I don't. Want, I don't want to see that name. I don't want to see that name in the opening credits or the closing credits, for that matter. I uh, just want to announce right now we have a new guest that's joining us. Uh, I'd like her to introduce our, our herself. Um, oh, hello. I'm Delani Thomas. Yeah, she. Uh, we met her. Uh, where, where did we meet you? Uh, I met you point? at Yale. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I met you when you were out promoting Donald 2016. Yeah, that's my first. I think that's yet. where a lot of people first saw me. <laughs> typical. Uh, yeah, typical. Isn't I didn't really get to know you until probably like 2017. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get to start knowing each other until about Turning Point uh, kicked off more. But glad to have you on. Um, you have a YouTube channel, I hear. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> uh, I'm not really doing anything with it. I'm just like, it's just fun posts. And stuff okay. Like that. Yeah. I know what you were trying to say, but we can't say that word on air. Yeah. I was like, um, what's the what's crap the post? <laughs> yeah. Um, there we go. So, I'm gonna dump it. We're off to a great start. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Her initiation kind of is complete. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah. You, you it's all good. It. Yeah, we dump it. So oh. it literally didn't happen. But uh, anything else you want to tell us about? Because I looked at some of your videos, and it looks like you discuss ideologies. You discuss so just about a lot of political stuff. Um, well, I mean, I'm making quite. I'm planning on making a lot more videos about like modernity, and there's a lot of like conservatives who talk about like the economic aspect of like modern life. There's kind of like this immaterial, and I think we're losing community. We're losing society. I come from more of like a libertarian. And calfish backgrounds mm. like that. So I'm kind of trying to reorient myself and kind of think about issues from a different perspective. So. Where do you politically align roughly like now? I mean, I'm still pretty much in liber libertarian and. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you'll grow up eventually. Yeah, I'm I kidding. Will. Don't listen to him. <laughs> hey, who, who, who changed your registration Follow. from libertarian to Republican? Follow your dreams. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Sell out. <laughs> Pennsylvania, why on earth would you want to register as a libertarian? That's the most like useless thing you can do. <laughs> I'm registered as a libertarian. Oh, get cool. out! <laughs> no, like it doesn't make any sense because you don't get anything in the primaries. Like, yeah. no one's gonna want That's like true. in PA. In other states, it makes sense where you can like choose who you want a primary with. But in, like PA, it's like you know, you're a Republican or a Democrat. But, you know, just pro tip here, if you are a Republican, you probably shouldn't register as a Democrat, you know, no matter the circumstances. You know, there, there's maybe one or two people I know who've, who've done that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, we're going to have to go to a quick break in a three minutes, so we're going to have to fill this time with something. Um, anything you guys want to talk about? 
Uh, let's talk about Yal. He mentioned. <laughs> he mentioned Yal. Yeah. He called I'm you like, guys out. <laughs> hey, I'm not Your really. Former no, employer. No, no, no. Okay, no. I, Are I you think still defending Yal. I'm not defending <laughs> Yal, but yeah. I'm just trying to defend myself here. Um, technically, we haven't registered registered anything, so no. it's gonna be over <laughs> next semester. So yeah, that's officially dad then. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the okay. president's moved on uh, with other dreams. Um, clearly, I've moved on with my own dreams with life. Aww, so, in turning yeah. point as the new secretary. The yeah, the, bird, the sinking. Oh, well, I think we got a caller. <laughs> Who's this? Is there anybody there? <laughs> yeah. Sean? Are you there, Sean? Yeah, yeah, I'm there. Uh, who is this? No, this is Esther. You know me. Stop playing. <laughs> Hi, uh, how's Stop it? Stop playing. Well, 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 I need you to go. Uh, once you're done with it, once you're done with the show, I need you to go get me some prune juice. Okay, uh, I might be a little busy. And, and, don't, and don't, get me, don't get me the cheap stuff either. I want the sun sweet prune juice. <laughs> Wait, which, be one, cheap. which one is that? I don't remember. Like, what do those look like? That's the yellow can. That's oh, okay. the yellow bottle. Okay, okay. Is everything don't good down cheap. there? Don't be cheap. See, Sean, what did we tell you about giving the phone number to random people? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't give it out at the beginning of this program. I didn't do that this time. It's not my fault. I mean, people just call in sometimes. I can't control what they're going to do. You know, like the phone lines are open and people are going to call in. All two of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. In the, in the school year, I'm sure we're going to get a lot more stuff if we don't get like preemptively banned. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. I mean, we've already been... George Bush on us and just like practically strike us down. <laughs> I gotta say, we're gonna be walking on eggshells here for the next couple of months. I gotta be honest. Hey, I think you it's just, just gonna be like you had no comments during that whole uh, situation right there. I don't know. I was like, I was, I <laughs> you was just went silent. Back. I'm just, I was just taken back. Oh, okay, you were saying. speechless. I said I was taken back. I you had honest. a different image. Well, of, hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, what were you going to say about that? You know, what are you going to say about this whole well, lady calling in? We have a diverse uh, audience, hey, people. You know, of all hey, ages. All ages, all... Yes. <laughs> all types. All types. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the Milo? You were listening to the Milo interview? Um, for a bit, it kind of was a little choppy. I was listening to Oh, about. yeah. Okay. What did you think of what you did here? Like, I'm, I'm always quite a big fan of Milo. Like, it's been quite a while since I followed him. That was mm -hmm. just kind of interesting seeing what he's up to and stuff like that, you know, promoting. Yeah. I thought it was very funny as takey at the end, like promote acceleration, you know, just report everyone. <laughs> it might actually work. Work, because, yeah. Well, like you're you're uploading your videos to BitChute and your videos on BitChute are getting like a lot more than YouTube. Than YouTube, yeah. Because like people That's are going to BitChute to find that content. So if we push people off these platforms and mm. onto alt tech, then, you know, they're gonna. We have Wait, are we back on air? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> what were you gonna say something? <laughs> uh, I I was just curious. I must have lost that. Well, I had you off for a second on the board here, and I turned you back on. But okay, yeah, that was my bad. Sorry. That's our good. our bit shoot is doing pretty pretty decent too. I right? haven't but, checked uh, in a while. Well, what are you gonna say? Well, before we go all meta, do you want to kind of talk about the elephant in the world right now, like the whole Iran thing? 
We should talk about the Iran situation. I've been wanting to talk about that. That was going to be our lead story till somebody just had to slide into Milo's DMs <laughs> and make I, that the know, big headliner. I'm sorry, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's 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 fabulous. Uh, Iran though has been causing some tensions between the U.S. Uh, and their government. We've sort of blamed them for attacking a U.S. Uh, oil tanker. And then a few days later, they shot down a U.S. drone in what we are calling United States of America international territory, but what Iran is calling Iranian airspace. I'm not going to lie, I don't know who to believe. Uh, Trump was going to do an airstrike, and then he called them off right after he approved of them. I think they said like 10 minutes before it was supposed to happen, he called them off. And he said it was because a lot of people get killed, like 150 people. And I think there's more to it than just that, but... I think it was probably a little too, like, I, I could understand why he would and wouldn't do it. This was probably the better move. I think he's waiting for Iran to do something more catastrophic, like actually, you know, killing people before we attack them. But um, I thought it was also just interesting. I had Ben Shapiro's reaction. Lil Benji said, like, he was just, like, upset that Trump didn't fire off these uh, missiles and kill people. He was, like, super triggered. Well, of course, because guess who makes the missiles? Israel. <laughs> yeah, guess who doesn't? Who really does not? Who like guess who's Iran's like number one rival? It's not the United States. It's Israel. Yeah, because they yeah. live right next. So like yeah. this whole thing is being controlled by the Israeli government. I yeah. think. Do you think the like, whole situation here, the whole attention, why, is being like why, provoked why by them? About, for why do we really care about Iran? What's the real reason? You know, put on your thinking caps here. Get your noggins jogging. Why? <laughs> Why would we want to get into a war with Israel? Yeah. Or not Israel, but a war with <laughs> Yeah, I know. Because there is no point for us know. to. It is, why, like, like, let's say the situation was reversed. If there was a giant, like, warship, right, like, you know, off, off the coast of Florida, you know, right around there from, like, China, you know, and they start sending drones around the United States, don't you think we would probably shoot it down, too? Yeah. Yeah, like this oh, whole yeah. thing is warmongering and it's done, I think, by Israeli interests within the United States government. Mm. I think that some of his advisors are corrupt, like his military advisors, because they, you know, whenever we get into a big war, there's a lot of contracts to be had. And that's why I think there's people pushing for it, because, you know, we've been in a constant say war for the past 20 years. And, you know, Trump's trying to go and signal, like, counter signal that. He's trying to go and get us yeah. out. But I think his advisors are keeping them in that war because they're being paid for by these, like, you know, big, like, uh, contractor dollars and big weapons development dollars. So it, it's it's a terrible situation to be in. And, and I think, you know, we really need to get out of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, there's uh, there are two sides that you got to look at with any situation, but this is more of a rack and Syria. On the one hand, once you're in there, once your troops are already there, you have to exit correctly so you don't get another ISIS, you don't create a vacuum. But, you know, you don't want to stay there forever and just continue wasteful spending and more war. So that's always the tricky things with these countries. Do you know how many people are we have in Iran by chance? Anyone? No. <laughs> I have no idea how many people we have in Iran. Yeah, I don't know either. But well, what do you think is going to happen next? In there maybe intelligence. What was that? I don't think we have any people physically inside Iran except for maybe like intelligence at this point, like spies. Yeah. 
means like they thoroughly hate us and for good you know and, and for pretty good reasons like you know they they know that they're on our like poop list mm-hmm. you know but, but here's the thing like i i think honestly we are already spread so far we do not need another war we're still not out of the you know iraq and iran and F, we're, not, we're not in iran yet but we're about to and we're not out of iraq we're not out of yemen we're not out of like no i think we are out of um yemen i think I, I could be um, wrong, but I think Trump pulled troops out of Yemen. He probably pulled troops, but we still have some troops left in there. And then we, Might have, be. Troop, we okay. have troops all over Africa waging shadow wars. You know, we have so many troops. And, like, if we were to go to war with Iran, this wouldn't be, like, you know, Afghanistan. It wouldn't be, like, the Gulf War. It wouldn't be, like, you know, Operation Iraqi Freedom. This would be a much larger war because Iran has a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And guess who they're also friends with? China and you know China buys oil from Iran and Russia has ties to Iran as well. Mm-hmm. So this would really put us in a bad spot for a possible World War Three. Yeah, like yeah. there is very little in my in my mind. There's very little that we could gain from a war with Iran. Now, if they were there's actually we could gain. if they were threatening United States, you know, people on our continent, not the people who are like out there you know, in, in their coastal waters, like right around their country. Yeah, I'd understand doing something like that. But over here, they're kind of like, it's not a, it's their kind of home territory. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's their natural waters off of it, they, you know, we really shouldn't be, we're doing this for a reason. We want to provoke a war. Well, maybe not we, but some people in the uh, U.S. government mm-hmm. want to provoke I don't think it's Trump. I honestly don't think he likes this, but yeah. I think he has so many like allegiances to people in his like cabinet that he's kind of stuck in this situation. And, and I think he had a change of heart because he realized, hey, if we have a war over here, we're going to need a lot more troops. And there's already not enough people going to military active duty as it is. Like only like was it like 30 some percent of the U.S. population right now would be considered fit for service. Mm-hmm. And how many of those volunteer? Like we'd either have to like majorly lower our standards, or we'd have to institute another draft. And I do not think if like if we institute another draft, I think you know, especially for something stupid like this, mm-hmm. for something so far like out of actually threatening United States soil, I think we would have major repercussions. Like I don't know if it would cause like a you know major civil war, but it would at least probably lose him the next election if we had to do a draft. Mm-hmm. At the very least. Yeah, I think War of Iran, though, at this point is yeah. at near zero. Nobody wants it to happen other than some neocons. I think, but I, I, it's not near zero. It's I think it's near zero. Like people hype up war like last time when Trump struck Syria. And it happened twice. We airstruck Syria airstruck? Airstriked? I don't know which term to use. Airstrike Syria twice. Nothing happened. Nothing. Oh, we have troops in Syria. It's pretty much a war over there. We've been fighting in Syria. Well, the civil wars died down there big time. Well, yeah, now that's why they're wanting to start up another one in Iran. Maybe. I think there's definitely people that want to start one up. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think Trump... I don't want to mind read, but I think Trump was thinking during this, like, he thought it was probably going to be too risky and decide not to do it. And, you know... It's hard to tell. It's hard, it's hard to, tell. to tell, yeah, because we have so... We, we only have so little information. And, and and there's no doubt in my mind that Donald Trump uses madman theory. Like, he's, Oh, he and, absolutely does. I, I, like, you're unpredictable, you're volatile, um, irrational. Like, like, he gives the appearance of, 
or he gives the appearance of being irrational and volatile, but it's very calculated. Yeah. Well, no, this is going to be like our Cuban Missile Crisis of this generation, I feel. Like, going to war with Iran, if we actually did that, you know, Iran itself isn't the big problem. It's like World War One. You know, Serbia and uh, whoever the heck who was involved, like Austria, Hungary, and like Serbia, that they they were small fries, but it's with all the entangling alliances that come with it, mm-hmm. and that's the exact problem with Iran. That's what it's going to end up becoming. Mm-hmm. Just all these alliances over here. A thought just um, crossed my mind. Like, who leaked that? Um... Donald Trump called off the strike at the last minute. That sounds. Uh, that does sound like a that leak. Really weird. Like, why would you have that leak? Like, if I if I was threatening somebody like privately and I that. publicly leaked it, then like, what? could be an intentional leak. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, what are they trying to do about that leak? Um, yeah, yeah, it is I interesting. Think, I think maybe Trump. I think Trump or someone up there on his side leaked that so they could go and like say, hey, Trump doesn't want war. Maybe he wants to go and fire somebody for giving them the suggestion of going to war. That could be a possible maneuver. Uh, I don't know. I think he probably wanted to maybe show as a sort of, you know, I think he did. I think he did intentionally leak this to show that he was willing to attack Iran but didn't do. I know it sounds a little contradictory, but I think that was his, could be his thinking. I don't, again, don't want to mind read, but I think he wanted to show Iran he wasn't afraid to attack him if necessary, but just didn't do it because it was unnecessary. Possibly, possibly. Yeah, I definitely think it was an inside... Um, inside yeah. job. <laughs> yeah, like seriously though, Trump like, when happened, like I, honestly, I think that war... Like, cause if you look at our country's history with war, I talked to my coworker about this the other day. Like, we've kind of been like since really World War One, we've had this major fascination with war. And before then, you know, we really weren't involved too much in the war theatrics. Like before World War One, like after the Civil War, we didn't really do too much until the Spanish American War, really. But like, it's just become such good business, and that's the problem. Like, after, the only reason that we were the number one country. Or two is because one, everyone else was doing terribly because of the after effects of the war, and two, you know, none of our soil except for Pearl Harbor really got hit, and that was a military installation. Mm-hmm. So our our manufacturing capacity increased significantly and brought us out of, dep- out of a depression. And I think that created a line of thinking where you know war equals money, and it created this military industrial complex that kept pushing for more war. Yeah, and yeah, that- war is profitable. It's one of the most profitable things in existence. And then, like, yeah, for for certain people, now, if, not war in your own territory. You do not want to have that on your own territory. But if you have a war somewhere else, oh, yeah, there's tons of profit there. It's not even really profit, though, because we're going so much into debt to fund it. Like, mm-hmm. we're just printing money at this point. You know, the United States didn't always used to be this way. I mean, back in the, when, you know, Washington was the first president, you know, he did not want a standing army except for in times of war. You know, because... Yeah. They did not like the idea of being, you know, this constant warmongering, you know, being that, you know, Britain was like that back then. But now, like, we've kind of traded, like, sides. The slave has become the master. So it's kind of just like a little bit of a clown world with that. Like, you know, just how completely opposite things are today than what it was back then. And then, like, look at, look at, too, like, look how much taxes they used to have back then. Like, we, we went to war over, like, a 5% tax on tea. Yeah, you know, we had a whiskey rebellion because I mean, it was those are different times, but yeah, like 
yeah, people have gotten so okay with just giving the government tons of money and, you know, just thinking that was the way things had to go. And now because, like, after World War II, you know, a lot of these other countries started to do it because they need to go and make the money back after their entire, like, you know, country got devastated. Now we think it's, oh, you know, we don't have as, at least we're not as bad as, you know, uh, Switzerland or Sweden or Norway or something. Like, it's become so crazy how far we've fallen from the basis of what this country was when it was founded. Yeah, good good uh, uh, insight we had there on Iran. Uh, good analysis, I should say. We didn't have much insight. Good analysis. But I want to transition to a few more topics for you. And we're going to talk about Kyle Kashav and Pride Month. I think we'll talk about Pride Month first. Um, since we have somebody from the LGBT community, and well, we had two, Milo and you, uh, what would you like to say about Pride Month? I mean, what's there to say? It's like an entire what month. What do you think of I, it? Yeah, it's an entire month in my honor. So. <laughs> uh, from a purely egotistical <laughs> standpoint, I'm like, why not? Um, <laughs> Do you think, you know, do you like the way they do the pride parades and the pride celebration now? Because there's, I've heard some differing opinions. I was just curious, what's your perspective on that? I may not be the best person to uh, <laughs> ask on this, because I don't really, that stuff has never really interested in me. Um, okay. I'm transgender, so but even before I transitioned, when I thought I was gay or something, I wasn't even really that into gay culture or anything like hmm. that. Or Yeah. It's just never really particularly... I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's kind of a personal question, but when did you think, like, start thinking you were gay or not straight or something? Um, probably like 14, 15. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that's interesting because we're actually, we, um, T and I have a sex ed class where we were talking mm -hmm. about uh, homosexuality and the LGBT community for a few days. And this is a far left progressive class. Sure. And, you know, they have some stuff I obviously disagree with, like gender is a social construct, but, sure. you know, uh, we were talking about that. And even our professor, who's a gay, liberal, um, Clinton-loving professor, he was talking about, like, you know, how you can identify as gay or something. And he had a list of, like, ways that, you know, you can determine somebody's gay. And one of them was self-identification, which he said for the longest time he believed. But now he's going back to, like, it's attraction is what makes you gay. What do you think, you know qualify somebody as let's say you know one of these uh, uh acronyms you mean like gay like what qualifies yeah because there's that's... like a debate with the right and the left you it sounds weird like this is the most i'm just, I'm just like, curious because i can't think of I'm these like, things like is this this is just like this is so such a weird question like what it is it it mean? it's like it's like if if, 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 if <laughs> There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say when two guys love each other, or two girls love each other. Yeah. So you think when my you know this whole self-identification thing is absolutely silly? Well, what is it? What are you self-identifying? Well, by? what he was literally saying at one point in his life, he basically believed that if you believe you are gay, you are gay. Like if you believe you are something, you are something. Like is there? You know, like I mean, what I'm I guess saying. In a technical, if you believe you're gay and you go and you, you act out on, being yeah, gay, then like I guess you're gay then. But yeah, like why would you? Why if you're a straight person would you do gay and think gay thing? Well, that's yeah. the thing we were talking about was like let's say you're a straight person that does yeah. gay things. Let's say, okay. does that make you gay? Well, you could just be like bisexual <laughs> or like yeah, just, you know, you don't have to. 
I just, I'm just, I was just confused by that. I was, I was just wondering what you would think of it because we were like, there's a lot. The of class was confused. Okay, I won't preface that. The context of this question was the class was confused. There's, there's like a problem where a lot of people in like the LGBT community are like racing ahead and they have all these ideas which people just don't even necessarily understand. Like, where are you even coming from? Yeah, it's. It's just like it's like the whole entire idea of like you know you have like the progressive coastal establishment, then you have like the the red staters or something like that. These kind of like ways yeah. of dividing up, kind of like two different mentalities. But it's just like one group is just so they're just so diverged, like they just don't even really know what we're talking about. Like mm. uh, it's like people who call themselves non-binary, for example. I'm not really sure like w- what they mean by. That no. like it's never really, it's never really clear. I know that's what that's why I've been asking it's, these it's, questions because they sound confusing. like it is. That's what I'm saying. Like the reason I'm asking these questions is because we we ask these things in class, sure. and I mean our professor is one you know person in the LGBT community, so I'm just like, well, I wonder what other people think because we had a very sort of one side view of things. I didn't know. Like I obviously saw by your Discord, you you're you know a lot of people in the community. I'm just curious, so like, what are the thoughts? Like, do people believe this stuff? Is this really like what we're hearing? Do people actually believe these things well, or something else? The I guess the idea is basically just respect people and whatever they identify as. It's basically like it's it's bad to oppress people. It's like a philosophy of like taking care of, mm-hmm. and like that's fine if you already agree with like. The premise, but people are confused, and you know it's not real. Nothing that people are saying really clears up. And I, I read like you know, like gender theory and all these like mm. very like left wing like biological sex, the social construct. I don't even really even understand what they would. Most people when they say they're non-binary, I don't understand that either. Mean. It's very vague. I'm not like saying it's wrong or bad to be non-binary. I just. I'm just confused what it means. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm definitely there. There's a lot of things that are just, it's more just like, well, it doesn't matter what it means. It's about accepting people. I guess there's some validity, like you shouldn't go around like harassing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Any other comments or any other questions people want to ask about Pride Month or any sort of LGBT-related things, or do we want to move on to Kyle Kashav? Um, I don't got anything. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I just really want to ask like, is that class. Like, I come out of that class more confused than anything. Yeah, like, I'm like, do people believe this in the community? Like, oh, is this a real yeah. thing? Or like, I, I, I'm not saying that like to you know be negative. I'm just saying like it's just I don't know. He never cites his data too. So and, and yeah, and the thing with these social things is like, can we get can we get some like definitions too? Like like yeah. real like. Like, like, what's the definition of gay? You could always start off like, with yeah, that. Yeah, what, what's the definition? So, so it's like, oh, just not oppressed. Well, what's the definition of oppressed? And even if you look, even if you look at the definition of prolonged, cruel, or unjust treatment or control, well, like, what's the, these are subject? These have started to become more and more subjective terms. It's like, well, let's if you can give me, if you can honestly give me a very a, a, a more of an objective. Uh, definition then i can get behind it more but there's like mm-hmm. the the more vague you make a definition the harder it is for me to like go okay let's let's go in that direction like because i don't know what direction we're going in if you're talking about vague terms it's like right. youtube it's like youtube with the hate the hate speech thing i don't know i don't know like like what do you what do you mean by you know offending what do you mean mm-hmm. by like i, I, don't, I don't know this content huh <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, they, they apparently was like supremacist content or something. Like that. Yeah, I'm like well, it's like well, what? Go. <laughs> what if I'm a gay supremacist? Is that yeah, going to get banned? You you left it you left it open to like to manipulation too because if because whoever makes the rules can manipulate it if they want to like it's like well yeah I know what you mean. Speaking of rules and stuff. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Cashel. Great segue. Yeah, he was uh, originally going to go to Harvard, but now his acceptance has been um, rescinded over his usage of the N-word in Google Docs that have been resurrected over the past you know, months, a few months, I think. And he apologized on Twitter for this, but students and activists were complaining to Harvard, trying to get him uh, out of the school. And apparently, you know... There's some insider stuff that I could talk about in here too that Cernovich has been talking about, but I'll mention that later. But right now, what do you guys think of this? Do you think, oh, Harvard, they can do whatever they want, or is this unjustified, or what? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to look at it. I don't, I'm mm -hmm. not sure there's I'm not sure there's an innocent party in any of this. Um, I mean. You know, Kyle, you know, he, he shouldn't have said what he said. But um, but it's like, well, you're telling me Harvard couldn't have figured this out before they accepted him? Because uh, this is this has been these things have been around for a while and they were like on his social media accounts and stuff like that don't, like don't they look at social media accounts? Mm -hmm. Don't they do that sort of thing? And like and and like he's a he looks like he's a bright kid like he he does like from from an edu of from an educational Parkland. perspective he looks like he's a bright kid yeah um and honestly um i don't know maybe this is my personal opinion i think harvard has lost its luster i mean it's not like like we all we all like i, I don't know about you guys but i, I, I when, when i grew up it was like we grew up harvard was like the beacon of education like yeah beacon like that was school. the school like yeah. if you went to harvard you were the s okay and and like and it's like now it's like well it's become this like oh the, they're supposed to be this beacon of uh liberal and progressive thought and then they're like like discriminating against asians and they're like I, i'm like I'm like this is this whole place. This whole place is a freaking mess. And then like, uh, and it's like you know, and, and the education, like the age of the information age or the internet age, um, has has really ruined the value of a college. Like you don't like if you want to learn something, you really don't need a college to learn it. Like whatever it is you want to learn. Um, so, so basically all you're doing is paying for the name. It's like Nike. Yeah. And that's it's a like Nike, name. It's like Nike sneakers, right? You're not, pay, <laughs> you're paying for the name. Like you can get another pair of shoes and it do you just fine. But you know, you know, you're paying for the name. I, uh, well, last thing I'm going to mention, then we got to roll out. Uh, Mike Cernovich said on Twitter that quote, Kyle KKK told me during a call, Quote, I want to build my brand and bench beer is the best way for me to do it, unquote. That was when he cut off all contact with at Ali and at the CJ Pearson because Ben told him not to talk to them. Yeah. Those are facts, not feelings. I inject that to the quote. <laughs> yeah. And I got phone records to back it up, unquote. Now, I just actually got an email literally just now from Cernovich. He's going to be calling into the show at some point. 
Uh, haven't scheduled it yet, but he said he's down to do it. It's probably going to be in the fall semester, so stay tuned for that. Anybody's right. listening, tune back in the fall in um, about end of August, uh, into September. Uh, so we'll talk to him probably more about this stuff, but what do you guys think of that? Because one thing I've noticed was that Kyle Kishaw, the one odd thing he'd always do on his Twitter is at Ben Shapiro with like every tweet. I'm like, this is a little odd. Like I fangirl and all that. Like when Milo came on, yes, I fangirl, but <laughs> I don't at Milo and everything. I mean, well, he's not on any social media platform. He's been banned from them all, but you know, you, 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 I, you know, I would think somebody that's mature like him could control that. But are there other motives? Like, what's going on here? Serva just saying this. Like, what, what do you guys think? I remember um, the Ben Shapiro show. I was watching it during the time of the shooting, and one of the people that he Ben Shapiro mentioned mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, I'm getting emails. I'm uh, I'm talking with." I believe Ben Shapiro probably is like, you know, there's some sort of like loyalty there, you know? Yeah. He gave so he was already in contact like, as the it shooting seems was happening. Well, like, or after, just after, yeah, yeah, yeah. not like, there was just like, like bullets going. Like, He's like, hey, Ben Spiro, how's it going? Yeah, but uh, it seems I, re- I remember because I remember like the day is following, you know, he, he Ben Shapiro was always dropping, you know, that he was in contact, which later then became revealed as Kyle. It wouldn't Shaw. surprise me, though. Interesting, yeah, yeah. Sure it wouldn't surprise me, but it's yeah. just like, wow. You know, there's a lot of behind, and like especially that Milo article came out about Lawrence Southern being uh, not as trash she says she is. Like, this stuff is. It just it, there's a lot of inside stuff that we don't know about. Yeah. You know, it's depressing, but it's the fact of the matter. Any last words? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think the kid looked up to uh, Ben Shapiro a lot. I don't think he. Um, I don't think he, he did really anything too crazy, to my knowledge. I mean, he's a kid. I mean, he's 18 years old. People make mistakes. You know, I'm sure that. Harvard wouldn't care if, you know, you were some, like, black activist who got, like, arrested. So, like, you know, it's almost as if saying mean things on the internet is worse than committing felonies. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's a sad thing. You know, you you can do almost anything and you'll get statutes limitations and people will look the other way for the most part. But if you say something, even though it's not a crime, you will you'll be taken for it. You know, you'll, you'll get in trouble. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more Real News.